turn it off. Yeah. Everybody keep time. Everybody got to keep four time beat. to the... We, we can't hear it. No, we'll just have to guess. Okay. Like, uh, I've already turned it off, so like that's just me doing oh, it now. okay, okay. Now I know why they do that whispery, kind of hissy, muttly laugh when people are on podcasts, because it's kind of like... <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh yeah. god. You gotta oh, god. you gotta be prepared and obviously I'm not prepared uh for me recording in person today with you gents. Um because I've <laughs> You're doing to, all right considering you're very yeah. last minute okay. setup. I'm yeah, gonna yeah, be yeah. really fascinated with the blinky lights. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know what blink. that is? That's, that's, really that's you talking. I know, I can see it. <laughs> I'm gonna make <laughs> it go all the time. I don't get a light. Yeah, because you're not plugged in. Why don't I get a light? Bonehead. (laughs) This is bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) You can look at these blinky lights on the computer. (laughs) On the computer. Yeah, there you go. You're coming in. In the computer. Yeah, you're a bit hot. Because I'm talking really close to the microphone. Because I'm worried about it. Like, if I talk like this, it's going to be really annoying to edit. Yeah. Yeah. No, don't do that. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. It's also like that thing out of Star Wars that he has, like the yeah when he's like training yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah yeah when yeah, he's yeah. like blindfolded <laughs> and he's like you the fort <laughs> <laughs> and Han Solo is like fort is stupid you're stupid <laughs> and then he's like thrill. <laughs> I've been Good watching movie. a lot of the Mandalorian like while well, I finished up the yeah. most recent season Baby Yoda which is uh don't know a couple of those episodes felt like they were still in that like Book of Boba Fett mindset. But as soon as they gave Baby Yoda a suit to walk around in, a robot I was like, suit. I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fucking here <laughs> going for around it. just shooting. No, 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 yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Team L No Air. No, 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 no. Welcome to the Pond Charles Cinecast. <laughs> Dude, we're in person. Holy shit. We're at the Prince Charles Cinema. We don't do this. It's the first time oh. we used to do Phil it, and yeah. I have done this since what episode would it have been? 50? Yeah, like. 2019. Right been before, the Godfather? No, not 2019, 2020. Did the horse's head end us? <laughs> yeah, or the... <laughs> or Amelie. We did Amelie. Yeah, one Amelie of those. fucked us. One yeah, of those, like, fucked the, us up. Yeah, and, uh, it was the bad yeah. And we were making fun of, like, COVID, like, right before as well. Yeah. We were just like, we're going to close? Nah, we'll be fine. Nah, we'll be fine. <laughs> and then the next week, we'd, like, close forever. <laughs> Six months later. And period. then yeah. we realized, oh, it's really easy to just record online. And record it sounds kind of good, too, because, like, when you're in person, there's, like, all these sounds of these fucking fridges there's like you know i can never quite figure out how loud you know i need my microphone to be in person and how loud phil's microphone needs to be and you guys here listening to this this man i was sitting here thinking about this um the other night because i can't sleep anymore and like (laughs) the kind of just the state of the world or I, i don't know i don't know if it's me getting old you know and just like i'm starting to become one of those people that just doesn't sleep sure but I was sitting in bed the other night just thinking about podcasting and how fucking weird it is. Like the <laughs> fact that you like talk to no one as if they're listening. And I know people do listen because obviously we have followers and people who tweet out and, you know, f- yeah, our yeah, yeah. Patreon subscribers love you guys. Mm-hmm. Patreon.com forward slash the PCC podcast. <laughs> there are no ads on this podcast. It's fan and listener supported. Um, but anyway, uh, but I was sitting there in bed, not sleeping, and I was just thinking about podcasts are so weird because you're just like talking to no one. Into the void. And you're like, you know, it's weird when you think like, hey guys, you listen to this. And you're like, who the fuck are you talking to? <laughs> so that's how I'm doing. Yeah. Um, we have a third person here. 
it's myself and Phil, and there's a third laugh, a couple of voices, oh, fuck with some them. giggling. There's some knocking at the, the door, door upstairs. Is that you? Um, <laughs> the ghost. The ghosts are here early. We were going to bring the ghost up a little bit later, but they're already here. Um, we have Phil's proclaimed favorite projectionist. Yeah. Just to throw all of the, the other ones under the bus. Yeah, well, you said it last week, so um, yeah. it's it's in audio format. Yeah, out and there. you kept it in. No, I well, have to live with it. I told you, like, hey, don't do that. You got to be fair to all the projections. They're okay. all very nice people. Okay. Oh my god! The other day, I was doing my normal, and I was outside smoking, having a coffee before we opened. <laughs> Two guys walked up, looked at the master poster. I was like, oh, it's in 70 mil. And then walked away saying, well, it doesn't matter because all the projectionists here scratch the films anyway. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm standing right here. Like, I'm standing here with a cup, not a cardboard cup from Nero or anything yeah, yeah. like that, a proper cup. And I've got a walkie-talkie on. I'm like, that's so rude. I'm like, actually, these prints are really top-notch considering where they came from. Yeah. And it's not our fault that we get prints that are super scratched. We don't yeah. scratch them. We yeah. don't scratch them. They come them. scratched. They do. <laughs> yeah, these people think we're the, like, we are the people who store and keep all these yeah, prints. We, keep all we, the print. we don't. They get sent to many places yeah, around the country. Yeah, or whatever. So we had hmm. two. We had two. Interesting. I forget what day it was, but we had two in a row. Remember, we had like two really sort of rude comments about the cinema. Uh -huh. yeah. I think you caught one and I caught one. There was one with like two girls came in, I think looking for like, you know, normal films, mm -hmm. Transformers or some shit. And they came in and they were nice and they like just looked at what we were showing. They're like, okay, no, thank you. And they walked out and I was outside having a cigarette. And I just hear them, and they walk past. Be like, "Oh no, it's not a proper cinema. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have nachos." Fuck. Hey, like we're a proper cinema. Oh yeah, yeah. and the one you said it was like the group of guys. Yeah, there was a guy who's outside, yeah. and they were like, uh, "This place looks run down. Should we just go to the Odeon?" <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, you, you mentioned that. They were the coming other day, in yeah. from inter for Interstellar. Interstellar, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, "You sure you want to go in?" Looked a bit. <laughs> it's like, it was yeah. like you might get stabbed. There. <laughs> well, that's the kind of vibe we want to. Yeah, that's out. What, yeah, that's what we've been. Bit of you know? danger, bit of yeah. edge. <laughs> yeah, oh, but yeah. The, the treasures behind the grime. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sometimes there's some really awesome stuff in the screen. <laughs> Nobody's gonna stab you at an Odeon. Yeah, but Prince Charles, that might happen. Actually, <laughs> you're probably more likely to get stabbed at an Odeon than you are the Prince Charles, because our audience is actually pretty great for the most part. Sure, you know, there's sure. a some select shows that will bring you know some. Weird, loonies out of the woodwork yeah, the you know tunes. like but it just adds the experience no? yeah, yeah. <laughs> the most violent here. audience is the kubrick films um that's well, true my first fight was uh, in 2001 it's dan dan the projectionist that's Hello. what i was leading to <laughs> hey dan <laughs> welcome to the podcast now we've done a couple of these episodes the last couple of weeks about cinema like cinema films and the joke was that they were all from 1993 <laughs> we were you know, supposed to do Cinema Paradiso, but like, fuck that noise, really. You know, come on. <laughs> You've seen it. Everybody's yeah, everybody seen it. No, um, nah, the film's fine. I haven't seen it since like, I don't know, 2003 maybe, but I'm sure it's still all right. You know, yeah. people still seem to like it here. Um, but anyway, we did Matinee and Last Action Hero, two proper, totally crazy films. Uh, and then we decided we would top it off with actually coming to the cinema and actually talking to the people because those both of those films are about the magic of cinema mm -hmm. and like and one has a projectionist who's got a creepy ticket 
who like <laughs> a creepy old man, who, creepy like, old man with his kid. Uh. And then the other is about uh, another creepy guy who comes to town to um, showcase all of his. No, he's not creepy at all. Uh, <laughs> no, right, yeah, yeah, John Goodman's great actually. But yeah, in matinee he comes to town and uh, B movie, B movie like fifties sci fi esque like B movie in the early sixties and has all the gadgets and gimmicks and all this shit like seat buzzers and like you know <laughs> pretends Smoking the screen blows up yeah. via cool. nuclear yeah. war it's really cool. so it's crazy it's you know it's an era of cinema um so we thought like you know we're here at the pcc we've never had you on we've been we know that uh the projection episodes in the past with jamie have been really popular people like to hear from you know the projectionists so you know those two films are about people who make the magic happen at cinema why not talk to one of our people to make the magic, the magic happen <laughs> at the cinema? At least one of them. Because, yeah. you know, there's a lot of cooks. You know, it's like, uh, you know, I don't I don't understand restaurants. I'm, I've never <laughs> worked at one. I don't understand all the different chefs. You know, you got sous chefs and line chefs. And, well, they have like the saucier. Yeah. They, have, they, they all handle a different part yes. of the kitchen. So we've got like people nobody like puts the kettle on. Paul, nobody. shout out Paul, who might. I don't know if he's coming in today, but if he is, you might get a live yeah. shout out, Paul. Holy yeah. shit. He used to walk past all the time uh, while we were recording. Yeah. <laughs> Never say anything. Never say anything. <laughs> Just give you a really disgusted look. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but he's one of the people that <laughs> make the magic happen. He he books the films, mm. you know, and then you yeah, got you like- You have to deal with it. Yeah. And then you have to play him. And I have to be the middleman who uh, hears about you guys complaining about why did Paul book this film next to this film because yeah. I have to change this over and blah blah blah. No and it's, it's great. Between them. Good time. Yeah, it's fine. Good time. So um, it's the sudden shock on a Monday morning when you realise you've got <laughs> ten prints to make up before Saturday. And you're like, oh, how's that gonna happen? Yeah. Or we show up at a Sunday and you're like, eleven thirty finish. Why? Really. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we we must have the record for like the most different films shown in a given yeah, week. Dude, the other like, week, Jamie said that we had like forty-one different film Titles. programs yeah, yeah. for one week. <laughs> uh -huh. That's fucking insane. Yeah, wow. I think that was a few weeks ago when we had like a lot of rep in because um, there was no new release stuff on offer, yeah, and we, yeah, yeah. I don't know, it was just stuff we kept playing over and over, and it was like, all right, well. Let's get this stuff out. It's not really doing business, but like, you know, what is doing business are these older rap films. So there's nothing for another week or two that's a new release that's coming our way. Um, so let's just do nothing but this rap shit. And we have all these prints around. So it's like, you know, let's hey, let's another show and Drive. And hey, not bad you know? prints. Yeah. yeah, they're, good print, they're great yeah. prints. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's uh, interesting. But anyway, Dan, uh, how long have you, like, did you, You've been in cinema for a long time. I could say Off and on. you've had uh, <laughs> you've had two stints that I know of at the Prince Charles. Sure, three um, actually. Three. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I three. Left twice and you came left back twice. again. Holy shit! Yeah. Every time you go, they just pull you back in. And, uh, you know what? You know what? That is totally true. Because do you count when you left for the Rich Mix and came back? Yeah. That was a technical leave. Yeah. Yeah, because I've been here for two of those leaves, or at least one of those mm -hmm. leaves, and then you. You, I don't remember when I started. I guess you weren't here. That was ages ago. It was, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. you came back shortly after. Uh -huh. But anyway, but how long have you been projecting in cinema? If you don't mind aging yourself too much. I think since 1999. Nice. Here or just projecting? Since That's when I started training in 1999. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, 
and I did a year's training, year and a half training. Where were you um, trained? In Barnet, um, by Steve Choice, who's still a really good friend. Oh, um, yeah, but I mean, like I started off as an usher in 19 oh. in Norwich. Oh, you're a real one. Yeah. Works your way up. But I, I, I mean, like one I did. One of us. <laughs> I did like, because uh, they ran out of cleaners. So I'd go in at, at <laughs> five o'clock in the morning, I'd clean the cinema, then go home, sleep, come back, serve popcorn and tickets and clean the screens during the day wow. and do that all the way through the week. Did that for like a year and then the projectionist upstairs who were always outside smoking ah. uh, would go, why don't you come upstairs? We've got buttons to press. And I was like, I love buttons. I want to come and press buttons. <laughs> you haven't changed. <laughs> <laughs> and then they managed to get me, even though I wasn't uh, a projectionist, I was just full stuff. Um, they managed to get me a training position with Odeon up north. Hmm. Um, and they gave me training and then sent me to Barnet. Nice. Yeah, and that's 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 where it all started, which is kind of weird now thinking about that. <laughs> so what year would it have been in when you were like flying solo? Uh, that was 2000. About 2000. I did. Uh, when I finished at Barnet, I then went and become a chief technician in Peterborough. Wow. Which is a bit stupid. That's crazy. Going from yeah. assistant technician to, chief. well, trainee and then assistant yeah. and then chief, which is missing out the senior in the middle. Um, <laughs> but I ran that place for a year. Wow. Um, that was crazy. And then came back to London and worked in Camden for four years. Nice. Then Odeon West End and then... The yeah. big league. Then yeah. yeah. And then which here, is, this is... Crim de la crim. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I've worked in a few places and this has definitely been the one that I like coming back to. The other yeah. ones have been like, I've enjoyed the time mm -hmm. and what I've done there, but actually the stuff that we do here, because it is always full on. Yeah. You don't really get a chance to think, uh, should I really be doing this? <laughs> <laughs> is there other things to do in yeah. life? Yeah, yeah. There's too much going on. And plus this place has like the magical hold over you. Uh -huh. It's like puts you under its spell. Yeah. I used to have that joke as well that um, I would like these like maybe coincidence and I used to go to the Odeon Camden and I would tell that story of like I went to see Nacho Libre and the film went down <laughs> like right before the end like the film went down and then like two minutes later it just came up and it was credits <laughs> and they refused to like restart it they just, yeah. and they didn't give refunds and so we just left and I was just like Dan was probably projecting at probably, the time probably probably yeah and years later we would meet <laughs> just amazing like, I love stories like that do you remember what the first film was that you or like around the same time that you started like what would have been out in 2000 that you so ran? the first film that I actually made up played on my own oh god <laughs> <laughs> you can hear the nerve in my yeah. voice it's like oh god it was really Hollow Man. Hollow Man. Oh, yeah, sure. dude. Kevin Bacon oh, yeah. One. And the Fuck thing yeah. is, it, it broke. <laughs> it fell <laughs> out of the projector. Anything that could happen to a film while it was playing yeah. happened. I hate that film. That's um, <laughs> I can't watch that film. <laughs> I mean, it's a... It's like PTSD. <laughs> yeah, totally. I kind of feel like that film, I, I, I said, fuck yeah, but at the same time, I'm like, that film was kind of like possibly in that like Once Upon a Time in America territory. Bit rapey. Bit rapey. Mm. <laughs> All right, but a bit rapey. <laughs> <laughs> and that was that was at a point where like everything was obviously print. So, like, it was all yeah. There was more chance of shit going wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. That must have been a fucking nightmare. It was awful. And also the the technology was only just getting put in 
on the projectors, so like things that would be on automatic shutdown or, you know, mm. you had to actually manually use these projectors. Now how did that, how would that work? Would you have multiple, like in an Odeon, you'd obviously have multiple screens at once, multiple prints going, that yeah. multiple projections. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like handling have, each thing or you go back and forth. They yeah, have, did you have a changeover system there? Not really, mm. um, not a Barnet. They had um, a Cinemation unit. Um, which is basically you put little stickers of silver foil on the on the print, and then when they go through, the sensor reads it and it clicks something, and that activates something like the curtains closing or the lights coming up oh, okay. or something like that. But you had to measure that out. You had to know your your feet and inches yeah. and frames, and you had to like essentially program it totally. Yeah, but nothing like we have now, which yeah. is literally you can just go. I want to pause there or I want to put this there. I want to move that over there. <laughs> yeah, because now we have a thing where it's like, uh, like if we got like a private hire and maybe they're running early or they're running late and you're like, oh, I can just change up the program. I can take this yeah. slide out. I and, hate doing that, yeah, but yes, yeah, you yeah. can. <laughs> yeah. Touch control. Totally. Usually like me the last minute on a Friday sending in like, you know, slides or something for the marathons or whatever. Can you put this in, please? Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't mind. I mean, slides take seconds to yeah. create. Um like you know back in the day where we had to actually literally i remember we had um in barnet it was when spider-man was being released and mm. the trailer was with the two towers oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. we all had a uh like a little a version, print, of that. A version of that yeah wow. like a little collector thing we were told to remove that from the trailer of course but obviously all of the trailers are 35, all of the adverts are 35 and individually spliced. So you had to kind of file through everything manually in order to get to the trailer in order to remove it. Oh my God. And you'd already been playing it for a certain amount of days. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was quite, quite intense work. Yeah. Little did you know about 20 years later, <laughs> one Mr. Jonathan Foster would be scouring the interwebs and finding said trailer <laughs> the twin towers and posted it on our feeds because i don't care because you're dirty no. rotten scoundrel no i love i love those old weird teaser trailers and spider-man had a really good one mm. yeah. back in the day the one with the twin towers and mm -hmm. stuff it's great those are awesome you probably saw a ton of crazy trailers back in the day yeah totally. you know it's just they're actually on 35 like yeah. that's pretty sick because like everything's digital now even when we're showing prints with the exception of if we get like a weird i mean it's like a random you know like uh hey play this like paul thomas anderson like clip before something you know sure, like because sure. we had his trailer on mm -hmm. on 35 we for did. Like yeah well, we had the heim like short yeah yeah did, which was on 35 yeah or anima or yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. like those little things that are all just kind of sitting around here um but yeah everything else is on digital Mm -hmm. and uh you don't get to actually see the physical like you probably rarely know what's coming up until you actually like are you know putting them in the playlist yeah or whatever yeah, yeah. and does all the playlists so yeah. i don't really know until i hit play really <laughs> yeah. do you remember that do check, what do you remember that sort of i guess handover that transition was that like difficult or uncomfortable like what was the vibe for projectionists when that was all going into slow, digital yeah yeah Ooh, uh, was it like a slow burn or where everybody was like well we're out of a fucking job well it was i mean a lot of places did lose a lot of projectionists very quickly when uh Odie and the company i worked for at the time was installing a lot of uh digital projectors um 
where I was over the square, um, they had one in 2006, 2007, but we were only getting random hard drives. It wasn't like everything that we got there was a hard drive. Um, we'd get most of the 35s up until the last 35 I played at uh, Odeon West End was in 2012. Hmm which was the artist. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and quite, that's actually really appropriate. Yeah, That's totally. sort of the end of the Golden Age Hollywood. That's era. true, yeah. I bet somebody at Odeon, like one of the big wigs was like, that's how we'll end it. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually it was the London Film <laughs> Festival as part of that. Oh, okay. They yeah. kept me we'll on, they were making me, well, not making me, I chose redundancy. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, that was the last film festival. They wouldn't let me leave before that. Mm. I had to stay and do the film festival. But, you know, there was just two of us. um, And we, I think, made up and broke down 200 films for the whole two weeks of the film festival. We had a little marker on the bench that we were writing down every one that we were doing. And then when we counted up at the end, we were quite shocked and knackered. Because that was really intense. We'd be like up at four o'clock in the morning doing rehearsals with the distributors and then we'd be doing the press screenings yeah. at nine o'clock in the morning and then we'd be doing the film festival all day Shit. in two screens sounds very intense it was intense yeah. it was intense but and it's, it's intense like now and you don't have any of that totally early when we get the lff and being in control of that because at the time my boss steve larkham had left and the uh, technical manager of Odeon leicester square was then part managing west end but hadn't run the film festival there. And that's where it was mostly based, apart from the opening and closing gala at Odeon Leicester Square. So yeah, it was left to me and Anthony to basically run the whole bloody thing, which actually was a really awesome experience and met loads of really great people that I'm still in touch with now, you know, who work for the BFI or, you know, work in other cinemas. And still being part of the London Film Festival here at the Prince Charles, it's mm. just kind of crazy that I yeah. can't shake something off. <laughs> 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 it's like it's just followed me. Yeah. yeah. It follows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it was kind of crazy, like, those couple of years when, especially the first, like, two years of the film festival. Now it's kind of like, you know, we're, we're just pretty good at what we do. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I think they kind of like leave us to it, especially when it comes to like a marketing perspective and stuff, because like, uh, you know, we actually tell people what we're showing. Yeah. (laughs) Whereas other cinemas. Like, what are you showing? I don't know. Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah, We we go pretty. (laughs) They've got a booth in London Square. (laughs) We go like, you know, above, above and beyond really. in that sort of uh, respect, which I think like, it seems like LFF people seem to like us and stuff, which is great. But, they keep uh, coming back. Yeah, those first couple of years, man, it was really funny. Like just it being here, it was like, really, this place? Like you want to be here? That's cool. But like this place, like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, um, the place where we scratch our prints. What you say? Nothing. 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 <laughs> What's the worst print you've ever? It was here. Ah, of course. The worst print I've ever made up was here. And it was, oh, what is the film? Long film, gangsters, old film. Scotland mm. film? I'm not sure. Uh, it wasn't Casino. We had that recently. It wasn't Casino. Uh, it's not Goodfellas, but something like Goodfellas. 
Come on. I know, we usually play this game with oh. Dan is trying to name. The Godf- one of the Godfather yeah, films? It was yeah, because we did have those yeah. on 35. Oh, yeah, because we had the old... And it, it, literally, it was one of the first jobs that Amanda, the ex-chief, although she's still about. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it was one of the first jobs that she got me to do while I was doing my training here. Yeah. Um, retraining. Retraining. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, I've done this before. Isn't it? Um, yeah, and it literally took me four hours to make up the print because mm. literally it would be like a little bit onto the plate. Oh, there's another join, check it, change it. Uh, another join, check it, change it. It was, it, I didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't like it. I'm glad that we don't have that print anymore. Well, I kind of wanted to, that leaves in a good, like, I can okay. wiggle into a segue of, because uh, Dan, like, you and I, have, like, you know, you've worked here for a long time left came back and we're here for a long time and i came on board in that period of time or whatever in between uh so we've worked together for a long time mm-hmm. and i know like the quirks of like the different projectionists here like we've had jamie on the podcast jamie's like kind of chill and just kind of funny and just like but doesn't seem More like you who complain about some stuff but doesn't seem to like freak out about things in a way of like feeling like there's any like uh i don't know whereas you i feel like you have a little bit more of like you get like nervous energy sometimes uh-huh, up there uh-huh. like i guess with all the buttons and and all that stuff the flashing lights and i kind of <laughs> wanted to like ask you about that like uh i don't know i don't really know how to frame the question it's just like in a way of like sometimes i'm up there and i might say something as a joke and you're like don't say that don't say that you get like really superstitious so i kind of want to like ask you about your mindset when you're up there like uh what's like an ideal setting for you if you're going to be like dealing with shit like up there (laughs) i I have all those old come in and i turn the lights on three times (laughs) yeah Yeah. so everybody doesn't die i do say hello to everything in the morning just to kind of be friends with the machine yeah um yeah I, d- I don't want them to do anything nasty yeah. to me so i do say hello um sometimes i do leave the house going it's going to be a really awful day um because <laughs> then i kind of lower my expectations yeah. and lower when i get to the end of the day and actually it's been all right yeah, I've survived. yeah i usually try like would well, dan will come in and i'll be like yeah we should be okay to the okay today and he's like don't say that yeah yeah yeah, he, yeah like yeah. looks for the nearest wall and smack <laughs> yeah yeah that's exactly the sort of thing i'm talking about like you know or I might say something as a sort of a joke, just because it's like the energy of this place sometimes totally. is just to like, <laughs> like, you know, just saying something stupid and just like, you know, and then like Dan's just like, please don't, please don't. <laughs> it could happen. <laughs> That's the thing I'm scared of until we've actually done what we need to do. No, for sure. Yeah. I feel like we have a thing here where it's like, if we have a day that looks like this is going to suck. Like an LFF day where there's like 12 shows and everything yeah. has like an intro Q&A and there's so many like timing to keep on top of. That should be fine. Yeah. And then there'll be a day where it's like, fine, there's a couple prints on and that's when something will go All down. Or loose. like a yeah. fucking... DCP skips. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or we don't have the KDM or like yeah. there's a customer issue. Like yeah, you just yeah. can't... The easiest can't days predict. are the worst. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Exactly. <laughs> that gives you variety. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is that like a... Um, the sort of like you know, just getting nervous vibes of, cause there are, like I said, cause Jamie isn't that way. And I've, I've seen other projectionists who've come in and have their own sort of quirks and the way they look at things. And then there'll be like trainees, for instance, like I've only seen Zuza up there a couple of times, but she's currently training with you guys. Mm-hmm. And Zuza seems relatively chill. She's 
very chill. Yeah, yeah. Like from the two times I may have seen walking by. But there's been people in the past that we've trained up who had like total nervous energy and you're just like and breakdowns. You worry yeah, yeah, you worry about them. So I was We're like wondering like where that's projectionists that have come and worked here that have lasted a very short time. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think this maybe it's difficult now as well because if you come into this place, you know, you're asked to work on more prints than you would normally mm. do. But do you think it this place is more intense and more like more difficult or oh like totally a lot more of yeah totally you come i mean in, in most cinemas you would i mean you know when 35 was a thing mm -hmm. you'd have one or two prints per screen yeah. for the whole week whereas yeah. we do one screening and then, yeah. then break, break it down. down and then make another print up for the next day or the next show <laughs> yeah. or, or whatever the next yeah hour. it's a lot more intense <laughs> yeah here. i feel like that's pretty much all i see you doing sometimes is making up is them. making a print yeah jb takes on all the digital stuff because that really sends me to sleep yeah um and the 35 mil is a bit more physical and yeah yeah that's where i'm from but you have a lot of like like good experience with the old tech stuff and mm. jamie always really bigs up your experience and knowledge of the old systems and stuff whereas Jamie obviously spent a lot of time doing IT, like yeah. he's an IT grunt for a while, yeah, and yeah, he's sure. like, you know, fine with the computer Sometimes stuff, so. when he's explaining stuff, I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh, and it's just going straight over <laughs> my head. I, was uh -huh, like, I don't uh -huh, need to uh -huh. hold on to this information. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm already yeah. gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess the other question would be like, is it the fact that it's intense or is this place haunted? <laughs> Conspiracy on the blood It's weird syndicates. that. I mean, sometimes <laughs> I go through periods where I see stuff in the yeah. corner of my eye, Dead but people. I'm not sure whether that's the vibrations of the floor, that the projector's moving everything, and I yeah. see my eyelash, but mm. it looks like a guy in a boiler suit that kind of pops around the corner, which is a bit... Fucking Michael bit Myers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. That's the thing, though. Is it a blue boiler suit? Uh-huh. Dude, I swear, I've heard... I've never seen it, but I've heard that description from the man in the boiler a thing. few different people it's a bit a peculiar man in a blue boiler i suit. would i wouldn't have coming in i'd be like that was always the thing i remember like man being like oh this place is fucking haunted just so you know <laughs> and it's just like okay but i think like for an usher you know you're closing the screen at night when nobody's here and you're it's doing the change by yourself, the lights are down in the in the auditorium yeah it can be terrifying your mind is going to play tricks on you mm. same thing mm -hmm. projection you're up there by yourself but like i'm saying when we did the film we had all these outsiders come in and we were filming overnight and they saw and heard some spooky shit. Yeah. And some we caught on. No way. On, like, not on camera, but like on tape or whatever. That's like, exciting. On recording. So, and, but I don't know how much of that is legit or how much of that was like you and John and everybody else who sure. worked in fucking with them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Telling me like, oh yeah, watch out for the guy in the boiler suit. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen the guy in the boiler suit, but I did see someone like out of the corner of my eye once when I was, I was telling Phil actually before we started recording because I was in this room next to us, which is a bin room. A bin room. <laughs> I was, it's the downstairs. Glamour. And I was like sorting out some bins at the end of the night. And uh, I look at the, out of the corner of my eye and I thought I saw someone going into the screen. And I saw the screen doors closing and I went to the door and to go in. And I, was, I thought it was a customer who might have left something and I was going to help him out. And there was no one in the screen. And I went to the fire exits. They didn't go that way. There was no one in the screen at all. And then I came back out. And as I come through these screen doors here, I had left the bin room door open. And I could see someone in 
the wow. bedroom. And then like nope. I went and opened the door real fast and there was no one in there. I was like, oh my God, what? I need to go home. I need to go home. I mean, because also you you are working like 12 hour shifts here sometimes. Yeah, mm-hmm. 13 hour like shifts. So you're mm-hmm. like, yeah, you're seeing shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it could be that as well. You know? Have you seen but, anything in the projection of birth like that? Like have you ever seen like a figure or is it just like, things go by but well, anyway, anyway. it's normally when i'm making up prints because that's where i'm normally standing <laughs> um with your glove with my glove so, you know he's special not scratching workout. prints he's got his little special <laughs> glove on <laughs> uh yeah uh yeah it's in the corner of my eye but it's in the doorway where the office computer is um which is all the way down the projection room yeah, yeah, yeah. and it just seems like this guy kind of peers around and then kind of disappears again. Yeah. But actually, you know, I've been in other places that creep me out more. Mm. It's not, I I mean, I think there is something here, but it doesn't creep me out yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah with, I think it's just, I've seen like, like more like you like doors sort of opening and closing or you hear weird things. And I've gotten less scared of it purely because I've been here yeah. so long. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I totally. know the building so well that even if anything did chase me, I know like many ways now of the totally. building. Yeah, yeah I think if, if there is anything the here, I don't imagine it's, you know, malicious. It feels like it's... The friendly guy. It's part it's of Casper, the fun. Yeah, you, you know. just want to watch a film. Totally. Yeah. But I have been confused in Projection Room 1 because when everything's off, I was, uh, I think, making up a 70 mil and literally I could hear people talking. I'm like, what the hell is that? Where is that coming? Realized it came from the air vent that's poking out into last week. <laughs> and it's people having a chat outside. I'm like, oh, thank God for that. There we go. So you, Dan and I always talk about, this is one of the things that Dan and I bonded over. We always talk about that show, Ghost Adventures. And I'm glad that Dan is like, he's up here debunking his most own life. Yeah, he's, he's debunking he's, he's, he's it. He's like, mm. We should do that. We should yeah. pitch that at the show. Yeah. We should go around to old cinemas. What was that? Did you see that? <laughs> just like floating orbs and it's like night vision. No, because every every go show that I've seen where they've gone into a theater or something where there's a projection room, yeah. apparently that's the creepiest room because that's where the creepy old projectionist was. Yeah. And I'm like, hang old on, we're, man, not, we're, we're almost that creepy, but I think we left that behind in the, oh, yeah. in the 80s. Yeah, 90s. I don't, I don't, if you met any of the projectionists here, I don't think like, oh, none of these people are old, creepy. They're not that creepy. No, yeah. not that creepy. I can be sometimes creepy, but, but not creepy. that creepy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I can be creaky. I'm, totally I'm old creepy. and creaky, but not creepy. Do you know, um, in a lifetime of working in the cinema and going up and down bloody stairs, it's it's the worst part of the job, I have to say, that everything <laughs> is involving a step. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But ironically, it's not your legs that have gone, it's your fucking shoulder. Yeah, it's my shoulder and my back. Yeah. <laughs> Carrying all those prints up those Yeah, stairs. you have that great story of like recently, obviously, you've had issues with your shoulder. And one of the doctors said, show me how, what, like, what position it hurts. And well, no, he was actually moved me into the position uh, where it would suddenly click into pain. And then in my head, I'm like, that's how I put the film on the print. And yeah, that's yeah. how I look out of the porthole. <laughs> Is at that angle? It's like he goes, yeah. You need to change that. I'm like, I, I can't. can't. <laughs> <laughs> I can't look from the other eye. That's yeah. just crazy. <laughs> I would, yeah. That's brilliant. Could I would like when I get to go up and like help you with something, um, but it's very rare. Cause usually, you very much do it on your own. It's more like if you have a particularly big print mm-hmm. and you get it onto the what do you call it? Platter. The plate. The plate. That's the only thing you really need. Or like moving. 
because like our projection booster, the fucking layout of the cinema makes no sense, still makes no sense to me. I've tried to, I can't, because it's like built on top of each other. You know, you walk this way and you're upstairs, but then yeah. you're suddenly downstairs and that's the fire exit. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't, I really don't understand it. So like, you know, you go up into the projection booth and then you like, you come out and then you go down another flight of stairs, you're in the other projection mm-hmm. booth and there's a bit of a gap between them. Um, but yeah, sometimes you need help like moving yeah, yeah, yeah. The little wheel just boom, 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 down there trying not to break huge. it. They are yeah. fucking huge. Yeah, yeah. I haven't done it in probably like a couple of years now, but I used to be like one of the go-to guys totally. to help move a prank because I'd be upstairs all the time and you just hey, <laughs> help, <laughs> help me move a prank. I'm like, yeah, sure. But yeah, um, that, oh man, this place is weird when you think of that sort of layout thing because like it really trips my nut when, you know, uh, <laughs> Pat, I just I, for whatever reason wanted to say that, um, but yeah, when Pat, when Pat is here and he starts talking about weird things and he'll get into like weird, funny like he's here details. alone a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah. Thing. Well, Pat, Pat's probably like the pure pure of most of the ghost stories. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally. He starts it all and he gets startled so easily. It's really funny, but he also. <laughs> like we'll bring up the history of the building a lot and he'll just be like he starts talking about like you know Skeleton how this wall. used to be like uh you know how it used to be the prince charles theater yes yes um and it was like a old music hall and the old old school like theater layout of the place and it's just like he'll start like telling you about like oh this is like you know that used to go down the stairs and you're just talking about like up in the foyer like where the box offices like would have just been like the grand opening like of a normal theater and stuff wow. and it's just like what <laughs> and you just start thinking about like work? how did that but how like where, <laughs> where? <laughs> but you start looking at the way the steps are and stuff and when you're in the offices and stuff and you're like you could see it you could see the layout how it would would have been like this weird sort of like you know like opening like that would have gone into a, a theater and it's just like so strange even in our office there's like steps everywhere and you're like, yeah oh, there's like two steps down to like the dm thing there's another step like that that goes into the projection thing we'll go to the weird spiral staircase which is mm. a fucking death trap then the door behind you know the gm desk which is like blocked off now but like why is there a door there like <laughs> what did that ever lead to like it just doesn't make any any sense we, it's funny with jonathan mentioned we were watching matinee last week and there's a joke in matinee where it's set in the cinema an old-timey cinema and it's like what it used to be here where it's like the floor seats and then a balcony mm-hmm. and then in the film the balcony breaks um but and at the end they're like oh you know we need to get the balcony fixed he's like no don't worry about it turn it to a second screen and you make, <laughs> twice, you make twice the money and we're like <laughs> like we know that we there know all about that did, that guy did, came and paid us. <laughs> did you ever see this place when it was just one? No, screen? I yeah. came in after that. Just yeah, really? I never thought. Oh, it. Wow. I'd love to have seen what it was like. I thought you would maybe your first stint would have been during the single screen. No, it's era. definitely two screens when I came. Oh, yeah, because okay. yeah. it was like late night, early two thousands. They did that change mm. like twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. Was it that long ago? I think it was, I when it was the like... big management, like the current owner, took over. I think oh. that was one of their big things that they. No, because here. there's like, well, I guess, yeah, that would have been in the mid, mid early 90s. 2000, yeah. Mid 2000, something like that. Yeah, it must have been early 2000s. I thought it was like, I don't know, like mid 2000s, maybe, but mm. I could be wrong. I, I don't remember. Obviously, I wasn't even here. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I came here, it was two screens. Mm. But uh, had you been here before, like, as a 
patron. No, it's it's really odd. Uh, no, I'm not going to say that. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> Had you been here under you know suspicious circumstances? No, but um, never heard of it. Having worked over the square in West End, and the the reason why I got the job over at West End is because Amanda's dad used to work there and then wasn't working there anymore so there was a job available oh, okay so everybody over there knew of the prince charles and amanda mm. that was as much as i knew of this place while i worked in the square from 2007 to oh, okay. 2012 the and you got to experience it first time. then i i felt a bit uh what's the word like jumping camps going from odium west end to coming <laughs> over here because i knew that there was a rivalry between my boss over there and Amanda. Oh, okay. nice. And well, it, was, you... it felt really awkward when I came in. Actually, I came in like to my interview in a suit and Amanda <laughs> just looked at me and went, that doesn't look comfortable. <laughs> I'm like, it's not. She <laughs> it's goes, not. Well, why did you wear it? I'm like, it's an interview. She's like, nah, don't worry about that. <laughs> Do you want a cup of tea? <laughs> oh, man, that's so Amanda. That's so yeah. Amanda. Jesus. <laughs> just put your hoodies on then, over the suit. <laughs> yeah, you really did. Going from Odeon to here, it's like you're going from the chain to the independent. Mm-hmm. It's like going from the empire to like the rebellion. Yeah, like yeah, it totally. might have been a huge shift. Like everything's smaller and weirder and dirtier here. That has to be the number one like problem with like dealing with this, you know, the pr- the amount of prints and stuff that we're doing here mm-hmm. has to be just the size of the space you're working in. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> I totally. I don't understand how you keep anything up there. Yeah. Well, it gets quite, do- at the moment, we've got a lot of prints made up and we still need to break down and make up more prints. Mm-hmm. Um, but because there's a big pile of empty boxes where we're storing the cans for the prints, I don't have enough room to actually swing the <laughs> print off the plate. <laughs> it gets really tricksy. Yeah. My normal position doesn't work. <laughs> you have to flip it. You just drop it on the floor. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, someone help. Down the <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Phil kind of brought up like the whole thing of his movie and myself and maybe you being around, uh, being a bit uh, secretive about the ghost stories and all that, freaking out his <laughs> cast members and stuff. Yeah. Um, so, the one thing is, and we've, I think, sort of briefly mentioned it a little bit on the podcast when we were talking about Phil's film, is that you are a character in Phil's movie, mm-hmm. but you didn't play yourself. I did not. But no, you did come in. I gurn on camera. <laughs> it's, I can't help it. As soon as I, I mean, even just a normal photo, I'm literally, my eyebrow goes up, my mouth goes to the left. I don't, I just yeah. know. Yeah. But you did you did uh, come in a, a few times, I guess, to like do technical stuff yeah, for to stuff. help out, like because there was certain things where it was like projectionist who was playing you was running a print or something mm-hmm. like that, and you were being yeah. the actual hand. So your hands do appear, right? Like, yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> movie magic. Where the movie magic. Dan yeah. Pan actually like running the film or making a film up. Yeah, and then it cut to Kevin who played Dan. Kevin yeah. Johnson. <laughs> so I had <laughs> a few like, scenes bored. where Kevin was like playing you. Mm. Like, well, at least like one scene where I yeah, tried to convince him to come get on the podcast. It's funny. It's taken this long to finally get you on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was just like this really funny thing because it was almost like too fucking weird. <laughs> like it was too weird. He looked, was, plan he looked like people. he looked sort of like you in a way, but he was dressed like you. Uh-huh. Yeah, we dressed him had up. The we bought him clothes and everything. And he had the same mug and stuff. And it was just like, it was just so weird. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm just like coming through. And like, 
it just tripped me out a little bit. I was like, <laughs> and I was trying it's to like get a him on universe. and him just doing the exact same thing that you would do, which was like, <laughs> <laughs> I think I had to give him a bit of direction too. Cause I was just like, Dan wouldn't do that. Yeah, Cause I was like, <laughs> but it was, it was sort of a thing of like, uh, you know, what Dan always does is he comes and he opens the door. If I'm sitting there, if I happen to have been recording or something in that office or something, you would do that thing where you would open the door and you'd be like, <laughs> and like, I had to get him to do that at one point. Yeah, he did like, like a little recoil. <laughs> when he walked into the room but he's a bit meaner in that scene than Dan yeah, would yeah. ever be yeah so I was just, that's what also tripped me out I was like but Dan would never say that to me Dan's so nice yeah but yeah Dan I guess in the movie the I guess an amalgamation of all the projectionists but obviously yeah. mainly yeah Dan because obviously we've worked together as long as I've been here yeah, which yeah. is like I don't know. I've six been, years. I've been here like nearly six years. Sometimes it's just too crazy to count. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I started end of 2017. Yeah. Something like that. I can I start for the room week. And Good start. time to start. Yeah. <laughs> beautiful. Yeah. Um, and they just kept me on. They just never let me go. Um, <laughs> but obviously, yeah, I mean. There's yeah. a story there somewhere, guys. Yeah. <laughs> the, real, yeah. the real problem here at the Prince Charles Cinema is not the Prince. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank God COVID put an end to that. Um, for Or did it. <laughs> Keep an eye on the website. I don't know. I don't know if it's actually happening again. Um, but yeah, we've worked together for like six years and we become quite good friends. Mm. And obviously that relationship has meant a lot to me. So I put it in the film. Yeah. Which yeah, yeah. a whole thing. It, it just started talking outside smoking. That's which been, was a, we, yeah, we still do. Yeah, we still <laughs> do. <laughs> You're doing as I was like, you guys ready? Come yeah, yeah, yeah. Jonathan came ready, which like, yeah, <laughs> give me a second. <laughs> we got a lamental life. <laughs> but I really enjoyed actually the portrayal that Kevin did. Oh, good. Because I was. Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. You, did you get to see the the uh, screener? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was there. I really enjoyed it. Nice. It was great really was great i mean having seen lots of student videos here and mm. in other places i don't know you're not a student you're way <laughs> beyond that in but, life i'm a student but actually like seeing the quality of it and the story and the way that it was all put together it's, it's amazing it really is amazing thank you well you heard that. it here first folks it's amazing it's a great <laughs> film <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, was that trippy though? Like getting kind of, like me, well I, trippy, me, yeah. I skipped that bit, right? Like I was originally thinking about getting someone to play me and Dusty, and I was just like, I just, I just, I can't. I like, I don't, I don't, don't think I can find someone. I think the best version of this is just if I do it, even if I'm not an actor, but I know I can be me. Mm -hmm. I can do this. Um, but other people, like, if, ideally, I would have got everybody to play themselves, but not everybody was comfortable with that. Like Caroline, capable. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, that must have been, I didn't, I think I, I took that for granted how trippy that must have been when we finally got you like face to face and we did dress him up like, <laughs> totally, <laughs> I totally. think we gave you his clothes uh -huh, afterwards. Uh -huh. <laughs> like, well, here, you, you <laughs> would wear this. Yeah, 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 the hoodie and everything. And we got the, I remember he was a bit weird about the mustache, a ridge, and I was like, I think I left it very late. I was like, can you grow a mustache? Like, yeah, kind of. What kind of mustache are you going for? And I sent him the wrong kind of concept. I sent him like a picture of fucking uh, Captain Hook from Hook. And I was like, I don't actually mean that big or anything, but like it was the slight, yeah, slight yeah. Uh, thing Cuddle. like you have now uh -huh. yeah, yeah. at the time. Um, and he was like, look, I can grow one, but I can't give you the 12. I'm sorry. But then he used it in the film. There's a bit where he's looking at his mug Dan's mug, which had a picture of a mustache yeah. with the twirl. And he looked at it and he tried to twirl his mustache. <laughs> and he just like looked really defeated and walked out. I was like, at least that he 
That's amazing. You used it. I think he would like, I don't know if he ever said that, said it to you, but I think that would be really good having you on set purely because I think he, because it seemed like you were hanging out a bit and mm-hmm. I think he absorbed a lot from you. But by the time he was on camera, he was like, had a, some of your mannerisms and I never he had to told him. Me. Yeah, he did. Oh my God. Yeah, he just. <laughs> no, what about that train? Yeah. It wasn't the late night. <laughs> That's what really happened to your shoulder. Totally. Again. The only thing I think that breaks the reality is not smoker. And yeah. you can tell. Mm. In the, um, in when we were filming, I mean, you could tell, continued. Again, we have a scene outside where we're smoking and you're just having like a really hard time, like <laughs> just getting it lit and having it stay lit. And um, I, you can't really tell in the movie. I think I cut around it really well, but like that was the only thing, everything else was like pretty much. <laughs> but I think everybody, like all the staff members that were here that have been in it, I thought everyone was like superb. Yeah, absolutely yeah. superb. <laughs> yeah. Good, I'm glad. Yeah, like John and John and Rob and Rob. And I think, I think everybody. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I still haven't seen it yet. So I was, was I at a gig or something that night? You guys were yeah, showing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Screener, yeah. You know, I don't know, I'm just yeah. being a rock star guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, you just, know. just throwing it out there. Not trying to toot my own horn, <laughs> but toot, toot, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, Dan, you have a book here. But before we get to that, because we're going to be wrapping up in a second. We have a tradition here. Snack time. There's something about that look you gave to me. I know you could only need one thing. It's snack time. In the morning. It's snack time. In the evening. It's snack time. <laughs> and chocolate hobnobs chocolate hobnobs here this is the classic like bullshit grab <laughs> something at you know before you come in for the cinema marathon or something like that you bring the hobnob and I know oh. Dan's always talking about oh there's biscuits upstairs <laughs> I can't do anything till I have a coffee biscuit and a cigarette okay. <laughs> so we'll have at least a biscuit um, while you isn't that bad for podcasts like all that wrestling oh yeah we, we uh, hate our audiences um, we are the type of people who make them deal with the ASMR, you know. <laughs> okay. That's not bad. I usually go for the Mc... Oh, it is McVeigh. I usually go for the digestive, sorry, rather than... Oh. But do you know, this is kind of... I have uh, misophonia, so I, I find it really difficult with the sound of people eating. I'm sorry. No, 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 no comes from my dad, he ate a bowl of Rice Krispies too loud, and ever since then I've had a, <laughs> I've had a fear of it. <laughs> but I don't get to hear this, I mean, yeah, the chewing. <laughs> if you were listening to this, if you'd be like, listening what? to this, sorry. Yeah, you would hate but- our podcast. <laughs> Every episode, about halfway through, we're like, let's just eat something for five minutes. <laughs> but I get it even on my Talk own, shit. like, sometimes it's, it's hypered like, by having people about. But even when I'm on my own, I'm making really bad noises when I'm eating. I'm like, oh my God, that's really disgraceful. <laughs> you need to stop that. 
But you uh, I have it. Milk. I have it as well to a certain degree. Um, particularly if I'm not eating mm-hmm. and I hear other people eating or other weird little sounds creep me out. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like someone filing their nails or something like that. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. it like, it just really grinds my gears, man. It's right to your soul. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a favorite, like, work snack? Projection snack? Hmm. Chips. Chips. Yeah, you <laughs> always, like, I know Dan's in. Yeah. You smell the salt Sometimes I'm just sitting there in the office and, like, the waft of salt and vinegar comes over and I was like, Dan's been to the chip shop. <laughs> but sometimes, because, like, we do all night a lot together. We're one of the, the few that really like them. Um, and I always have, I always bring in the, I would kind of bring in the same snacks, but if I can, I'll get the vegan mm-hmm. cocktail sausages, mm-hmm. the corn one. I almost and got those. Yeah, those are good. And we both like mm-hmm. those. Yeah. Should, well, but they go fucking really quick. I can say it. We could have been having a party over here. Instead, I got these hobnobs and you made me look like a jabroni over here. Who are you to go for the this word. <laughs> no, I like, I like a good hobnob. OT. Morning food. Exactly. Like, yeah. Cocktail sausages or evening food. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. true. See? Yeah. See? Oh my yeah. God. I've been mixing that with um, the red pepper hummus. Oh. Oh my God. <laughs> you know how to eat. Oh my God. It's like literally gouge it out of the tub and <laughs> it's Amazing. disgusting. Mm. And you just eat the whole thing. Yeah. That's a danger food. <laughs> there ever been a danger food, that one. <laughs> All right. How many. Uh, oh, yeah, we have to rate it. Yeah. How many, like. Uh, film reels. Do I give the hobnob? Do you give the hobnob? Out of five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all right. Like three. Okay. Out of five. Out of five. Mm. Hobnobs are up there. They've got to be 4.5. 4.5. Yeah. Yeah. Very specific. Yeah. yeah. Good. There we go. I like it. Four. Yeah. Four. Four. They're just, I prefer digestive. I'm sorry. They're really good if you put them in combination with other things. There's a, <laughs> I guess there's a biscuit. Like hummus. <laughs> it's kind of like a chewy, coconutty, chocolatey thing that, in the shop around the corner sure but if you mix the coconut with that mm, you get the chewy you get the crunchy you get the kind of chocolate eaten and i th- mm. i always feel like combination <laughs> <laughs> i would feel like with a biscuit you're only getting half the potential flavor and let um, if you don't um dip it in coffee uh-huh yeah that's the way to eat any i think biscuit. you do I've, draw I've, your I've, coffee I've too fast long gone long gone, <laughs> it's long gone. <laughs> all right well let's wrap up here but let's let's take a look Dan brought his book in. Brought a book. And I want to. I felt bad because we've been talking, talking, talking. We hadn't even gotten to the book. Well, <laughs> I, I, I mean, the book isn't really that important. It's a logbook of Odeon West End um, of all the films that they've had in there since 1982 up until 2011. Wow! But literally up until they kind of stopped showing. Films. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, but also in here there is a. Pulp Fiction window sticker that came oh, from wow. Barnet Odeon. Very nice. This is the most mental thing in here. <gasps> no is an way. original uh, Odeon booking slip for Return of the Jedi in <gasps> 70 mil. Amazing. Holy shit. You know, we've got a box Dominion. upstairs or, or two that has a lot of stuff like this that Amanda had saved over the yeah, years. Yeah. Like stuff that we were sent. And, Do know, the Return nice of the Jedi this. display at Harrods now. How wow. random. Holy shit. Are these the prices? Wait. So Royal Circle, £4. Stalls, £2.50. And then reduced for children. £1.50 stall seat for children. Imagine seeing Return like, of the Jedi. Oh, now, isn't it, of that price? It's now like 24 quid upwards for yeah, Odeon. Odeon. Yeah, literally like 20, 30 quid sometimes. Yeah. 
I love this. It's also something quite gross in here. It's not gross. It's just weird. That's <laughs> forty years old now. That yeah. Return of the Jedi. It's also booking slips for all, all that, that jazz. jazz. All that jazz. And yeah, how weird is that? <laughs> Keith Harris and Orville. Oh my god, Orville <laughs> <laughs> in Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> what the fuck? What did the film? Did he make a no, film? No, it's a stage show. Oh, the show. Just the Dominion. 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 Yeah. <laughs> wow. That fucking isn't that weird, nice? dude. I, I mean, I love cinema stuff like this. That, yeah. You know, was about. I mean, on the back of these are all the timing cues that a projectionist would use to start a film at Odeon West End. Yeah. Yeah. They had it all just sort of written out. A like, new musical fairy tale. Whoa. God, that Orville thing is fucking creepy. Isn't it? But yeah, it'd be like when to start stuff, when the sensors are, um, when to switch over for intermissions and stuff like that. Was one of the criteria to be a projectionist is like to have decent handwriting? Because like... <laughs> no. <you can't, laughs> as long as you can read it, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Back in the day. Okay, yeah, I mean, no, no. Was, that looks like a bit of a doctor. It's quite log. scribbly. Yeah. It is quite scribbly. But to see some of the films that they showed there, I can't believe that uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre played over there. Wow. Wow. Mm. Is this 99? Uh, was that the year? Yeah, uh, 99, yeah. Yeah, I've, I'm just saying like Ronan... Little voice, <laughs> stepmom, <laughs> stepmom, oh, yeah. gods and monsters. You like Step that moms. movie? But it's weird to see. I mean, because some of these I watched on VHS when I was younger. Mm -hmm. um, well, obviously these were just being released when she all that. Sorry. I was starting. <laughs> it's nice, isn't it? Like to have yeah, records of what was played when it was played. Runaway Bride. I think it's more like, God, I forgot these fucking movies came yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mermaid too. Oh, dude. <laughs> it was Spike. Odeon West End. Yeah, we got Spy Kids. Spy Kids. Spy Kids. We just recently were showing that here. So but, how, would it, with, at the Odeon, was it like kind of like old school where it's almost like it, how long would you have a print there? Uh, it like, depends. Like a week and I a mean, week or as long as it wanted to play? If it was for a premiere, the print would arrive. Uh, we'd do tests with it. Um, my boss would actually select different reels from different, film prints okay. in order to get the same quality all the way through but then we'd uh, make up the print play it for the premiere and then break it down again but then we'd also have films that would run all the week as well so it'd be regular shows mm. and then your special events which were sometimes quite nuts quite nuts do we have a book like that now or would you keep we it, used to keep track here um but now we do it digitally we have a an Excel not spreadsheet. Oh, uh, not as fun. Fancy. Not as fun. Um, and, the, you know, this is a book that's going to stay physical and on a hard, excuse me, on a hard drive, you know, that's going to get deleted at some point. Be, yeah. You know, yeah, you don't yeah, need that information point. anymore. Yeah. How many, like, I guess, how many on average would you have in a year? I'm it's weird because on one page, it's about a year of films that were in that cinema. But when you get closer to the end, when more digital stuff was coming in, That's it nice. goes to two or three pages because you can get more prints in yeah, yeah, easier. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it gets, gets a lot more crammed towards the end. But um, And we are trying to do what they were doing by the digital age where you can cram everything you can uh, possibly cram it, but yeah. we're doing it with prints. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of that? Yeah. And then, yeah. I feel like strange because it's like that i feel like you just we're trying to recede back into the past almost that the print shot not mm -hmm. that we don't embrace embrace digital pro projection we have got 4k no, we projector 4K, and yeah. like it 
it's just nice that we kind of still have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like Odeon don't really they ha- they still have a projector because sometimes they do a seventy mil. Yeah. they did it for Tarantino like years ago. They but I don't know if they still from do. What I remember, they uh, kept all their projectionists or most of their projectionists, mm-hmm. but said that they weren't thirty five mil trained, even though they were. Um, and for um, who's the director that always puts things on film? Nolan. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. they had a, his premiere coming up, and he was insisting that he wanted it on film. Of course, he did. They said we don't have any projectionists that can run film anymore, and had to hire, like, find them. <laughs> hire somebody else in to run the film, even though they do have people that yeah, they yeah, yeah. do that. It was very just a way to charge it. Yeah. But I always thought that Odeon Leicester Square being a premiere cinema, it should be able to cap- You know, the, the capability should be seventy all the way down to sixteen, as well as Definitely. the digital stuff, but. Yeah, I found it quite bizarre that they just wanted to do the digital and that was it. Yeah. But now it's Dolby, isn't it? So yeah. I hope they've got a better picture. Of that. I, yeah, I haven't been in since they've like re could they kind of refurbished mm. or like yeah. redid the whole Proper thing. Lux L- yeah, now. all the screens yeah. are now Lux and mm. of price and I haven't yeah, been in there since. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. And it's not it's strange, like almost the luster of it's gone a bit because like that you it's still the place where they do premieres, but also sometimes they do premieres at the cinema world. Or the yeah, view, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or here. Or here. <laughs> yeah. If the film is bad. Um, no, <laughs> that's not fair. No, we get good ones. But it's we also just, get like just smaller ones. The mm. stuff, which I know like certain people who listen to this podcast back in the day when we had like Jamie on or something like that, or or even just early, early days. I remember just in passing happened to mention like, oh, like, you know, we're messing about and like, you know, they were testing like Paul Thomas Anderson's uh, latest film, like upstairs. So it was like when we were doing um, doing dailies for Phantom Thread. Phantom Thread. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because again, yeah. It was the only place like, that could show it. Yeah, and it was just like holy shit. So that's the sort of like kind of cool stuff that comes our way sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like for for instance, like we were showing something on the seventy millimeter projector. Like they were testing some dailies of something like uh, quite a few years back now. Mm-hmm. Might have been one of like. <laughs> Like stupidly, one of the like Wizarding World of Harry Potter films, like whatever those fucking spinoff Fantastic Beast, Fantastic uh-huh. Beast yeah, yeah, films yeah. or something. I, I just remember like walking through doing <laughs> something, and I like look and just like Fantastic Beast is on, and I was just like, it's just ironic because like uh, they wouldn't, we don't show them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. they'll test them. Yeah, they'll yeah, test yeah. them. Yeah. yeah, it's odd, but you know, we get we get some fun stuff here. I mean, you know? isn't the place that Evil Dead premiered at? Right? Yeah. Like we'll still. I think so, I like yeah. to think it's pretty sure that the place like. That will show stuff like that mm. that that maybe can't find yeah. a home elsewhere, but a really nice like hidden gem that maybe can grow. Will always be that. the place that like it's like a director's favorite cinema, you know, like yeah. you know the the classic old school people like you know like a Tarantino or or a uh, you know Paul Thomas Anderson. They want to come here for certain things when they do come yeah, here. When they yeah. do come here, and you'll get like these nice little intimate screenings, and of course they'll be doing them elsewhere too, possibly, but mm-hmm. you know. The magic's here, man. It is. Magic's here. Mm-hmm. Like you it's have, always nice. Yeah, you've and you've had even more experience with that. Because obviously, we've had a few, you know, celebrities in the in the house. But mm-hmm. you used to moonlight at the. Uh, well, no, you weren't <laughs> moonlight at the. Uh, was it the Soho? Uh, Firmdale Hotel. Firmdale yeah. Hotel, and that would just be for like essentially like private screenings, right? For mostly it was, uh, yeah. The rich and famous. You'd get hired by whoever. Mm. Um, so mostly distributors would come and hire us for mm. special screenings mm. for select people or BAFTA screenings or whatever. Um, but then sometimes we'd be asked to put films for hotel guests as well and they would be 
uh, a high profile that you know you'd, you'd know something was going on because all of a sudden a security guard would rush behind you and like what was that yeah, yeah. Was like, <laughs> that's how on. we know someone's gonna come yeah yeah. Like, yeah yeah that's where brendan fraser's gonna be just checking what? the exit <laughs> totally. what? okay i guess that's happening oh. uh, <laughs> totally. did you ever anyone particularly nice or particularly mean i think that i mean yeah I, i've not met any mean people Good. um <laughs> Uh, I did have one director. I don't know who it was. <laughs> I know they were French. Uh, who <laughs> ran in and, and and tried not tried to beat me up, but tried to push me off the projector. Really? Um, during a London film festival screening, they had to be pulled out of the. Why the were they not happy the, with the thing? Turn it up, damn it! <laughs> the person who made it up put it out of rack at the beginning, um, which is it was easy to do looking at the film that was playing because there were so many vertical lines in the, oh. the opening shot that it was really difficult to find which was the actual rack line and not oh, okay. not the wardrobe. <laughs> it, it happened to be the wardrobe that somebody cut. Um, so he wanted the, the, the picture to be racked up. Mm -hmm. When I opened, it looked perfectly fine to me. I was like, yeah, yeah that looks great. Yeah. <laughs> but then obviously he came in shouting and screaming and pushing me off the projector. I'm like, but what are you trying to do? <laughs> That's a moving projector that could hurt. Yeah. But yeah. They, the London Film Festival guys were brilliant. They kind of wrestled him out of the box, said sorry, and <laughs> he won't be in the book again. Sorry about that. Um, but no, mostly, I mean... Uh, I love the. I'm one of my favorite people is uh, Eva Green or Evergreen. Yeah. Mm. And there was a premiere of uh, Franklin uh, West End. They were all getting ready downstairs. Um, it was in uh, screen two, and screen one is upstairs, and that's where the projection room is. So that's where I was hiding, drinking <laughs> coffee, and smoking before the premiere. Realized it was just about to happen, so. Host, sorry, that's a bad word. Um, <laughs> I like a host. Yeah. Like Bolted downstairs at yeah. high speed and almost tripped over Ava Green on the stairs. Oh. He was just chilling out, really. Yeah. Oh, oh my God, I'm really <laughs> sorry. I'm really good. But then I was like, oh my God, it's Ava Green. You're amazing. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> I mean, just, it's all right. Sorry. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I, I mean, love those like almost running into people or like weird. Like it happens here sometimes, like, you know, just weird people you like see and you're just, oh, shit. Yeah, you turn like, around, you're like, oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I kept having a Richard Ayoade here, like a couple of times he was meant to be here, but still random running, running into him, like, you know, coming down the stairs and he's just in front of the door. Just, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, it was like once I, it was actually funny enough, like uh, we were doing Paul Thomas Anderson's Inherent Vice and like, I didn't know he was here. And I like come in and it was like one of my first like stage manager shifts. And I like come in and, you know, just checking out, making sure everybody had their seat. He was standing there. I was like, oh, do you need any help? And then I realized who it was. I was like, oh, shit. Uh, and I just like threw it back <laughs> away. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. And it's weird here yeah. because it's like, one, we might get people doing an event. So they're just fucking hanging out in the office. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, shit. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andrew Garfield, whatever. The yeah. day that Uma Thurman turned up to do a oh, random God. intro yeah, to yeah. a boxing film. Yeah, it was like a... She, like, she was like friends with the She just floated in. I was just like, she fuck? And I was event yeah. managing. And, I had to like, and she just went on stage yeah, in the yeah. dark. Yeah, because nobody told me. And I was like <laughs> yelling at you and I was like trying to get her a microphone. I don't even think she took it. Yeah. She's tall. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember <laughs> seeing her church. walk out because I happened to be in that evening. And, uh, oh, weird. I don't know. Maybe I was managing. I don't, I don't even remember. It might but, have been, yeah. But I just remember like seeing her like floating down Lyle Street. And there was like a stream of paparazzi guys just wow. taking yeah, photos. Yeah. And it was, she was just like, what a like life. hovering. And I was just like, yeah, holy God, shit. A, a nightmare. 
Yeah. No, but yeah, we get like obviously people in for event, but also just people who come and yeah. to watch a film, mm-hmm. and that's really weird. Shout out Jason Raymond. Yeah, Jason Raymond is like he's, a regular uh, now, and like I love. Thank you for smoking. He, he, he came in and I was just he like posted Jason something Raymond. on Instagram and like tagged us in. I think oh, he came nice. to see the room the other night. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, and I uh, said, "Oh, to. thanks for coming out. Like, hopefully you enjoyed it." And he sent a really nice message about loving this place. He's really so, nice. He like really like cool. makes the like an effort to like. You know, most people, they come in almost like you recognize them. They're like, oh, well, you know, they want to get out of there. But he like, I've seen him like make conversation with all the staff. And yeah, he doesn't yeah. have to do that. Yeah, I yeah. just find it really sweet. Yeah. Considering um, half the customers don't, they just want to grab their shit and get into exactly, the screen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, want, I want to talk to you while we have you. Because it seems to be a running thing with uh, projectionists anyway that like, not with you so much actually, but like with Jamie, like she doesn't watch films anymore. Mm. Like fucking hate hate films but like, we we do joke about that a lot on yeah. this podcast too like the projection like, just, of, yeah, just like, like i just don't care he, he, the way he put it like i just don't have that much interest in films anymore and i figure it's oh you've just screened a lot you've been around mm-hmm. the makeup a lot so two questions do you think that's happened with you like has mm-hmm. working around film sort of made you maybe less interested or more interested in it it's weird i i I do like watching a film. It puts me into a nice dreamy, dreamy space. Um, It doesn't matter how crap it is. I love, you know, really cheesy Christmas movies and really sentimental shit, as well as the really kind of artsy stuff. That's always um, quite good. But it's always been the tech for me. It's always been about the lacing up, the playing, the, Mm. the making sure that it's in focus, it's on the screen. That's the bit that gives me the joy it's not actually what's on the screen okay fair enough <laughs> um and i haven't actually watched a film in a cinema f- for a long time really yeah, yeah. you must be watching the last one was block black swan no wow. in, really? in That's ages ago, yeah. and literally it was horrible i had loads of people around me who were just on their phones so yeah, they were chatting yeah. to their mum. and you're like i'm done with this and I was like, yeah it's a shame as like, a projection is you get to have private time mm. just you if you want and watching a film just to check it through Whereas I'm going to say at Odeon, would you still like, uh, would you have to preview the film like, uh, yeah, fully yeah. at the projection? Totally. So you actually yeah. got to watch everything. Yeah. Now you just, would it like, you like spot check it. Yeah. yeah. Spot check it. And you're just well, like, you, that film when looks kind of weird. Up, that's yeah. it. Yeah, oh, yeah, a lot of us making up. Yeah, I think a lot of people think we're seen every film. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> I think a lot of people <laughs> think we form. test all the prints and stuff, but we just literally don't have the time, no time. or the yeah. manpower to even do that. Like it's All the logistics. I mean, getting things on and off in the morning just to test things is quite difficult. You still got to let it run for the hour or three hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know like occasionally Eddie and Amanda would like run like maybe a real... If there's something. one that we're concerned about, then yeah, we'd we definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. run away. Especially like, well, and also especially early days when they just got the 70 millimeter projector in, they used to like rehearse, them, rehearse a yeah. lot of that because they were just trying to like make sure everything was like looking right. And and then, yeah, there would be those uh, like, you know, the 80s prints, mm-hmm. the pink. Uh, we still get that. The, the Warriors. Uh-huh. Warriors is the yeah. most notorious yeah. print Star we have. Trek one was quite Star purple. Trek, yeah. yeah, the thing the thing was a really funny one. Like, you know, it came in and Poltergeist as well. And like finding those like little, like uh, little the tricks of the trade here. Um, but like those little film uh, cells? Like cells or whatever uh-huh. you're putting over top of the, the light or whatever, the uh-huh. blue light yeah, yeah, filters yeah, or whatever. Gels, so they're just yeah, like yeah. the gels. So it just yeah, like yeah. So softens equ- that pink a little bit. Yeah. yeah. yeah balance or puts it. back the yeah. color that was missing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny. You get yeah. like, I remember one of the best prints I ever saw here uh, was the, I don't know if you remember, it was a raging ball print. And then I quickly realized why it was so good because it was a TV print. Uh-huh. that had never been, been touched, again. Had been yeah. touched. 
and all the swearing had been taken out. Uh-huh. Amazing. Yeah. So people like, oh, we were like realized halfway through and we're like, yeah. oh shit, we have to change this on the program. So I think it screened at least once, yeah. one or two times before mm-hmm. we kind of caught it and had to get another program. Nobody wants to see that version. Yeah. Someone, or I the, mean, the you baby know, Jane that was in Italian. Oh, okay. yeah, 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 <laughs> I couldn't yeah, yeah. tell yeah, on yeah, the plate yeah. that it was in Italian, even though the end yeah. said Finn or fine. I was like, oh, well, that's how yeah. I'd end the film. Yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah, fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was fine. That was fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we occasionally get those prints, and sometimes you know, because like maybe the distributor or whatever will tell you, oh, it's coming as a, you know, it's in English, but it's got French subtitles on it or something like that. So you'll get that sometimes. And it's like, that's the only print available. So exactly, it's just like, yeah. well, we're going to show if we can. But yeah, you don't like to get the nasty surprises. But I mean, we get the that's crazy surprises sometimes too. Like, you know, for instance, uh, like podcast related, we back when Ari was still on and we booked that uh, Good Burger, Good Burger uh, special screening slash pod- live podcast recording. And the print showed up and it was just like, one of those show prints that had probably hadn't been shown maybe ever or just like <laughs> mm-hmm. since the premiere and then it was just it's never been archived it. It since was just then like yeah beautiful yeah. like hadn't been touched Untouched. it was just like no scratches see? So, see no scratches but so, when you so get nice. a print like that that's that i mean i i've done rehearsals for like harry potter that's the one i refer to most of the time yeah and we had a digital copy and we had the 35 mil copy and the digi copy was literally, I pressed play and walked away. Cause it was just like, yeah, it's on the screen, it looks whatever. As soon as I put the 35 mil on, I was like, oh, I want to sit and watch this. It's, it's warm and cozy, you want to watch it. Whereas the digital image just seems very flat. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And to see the com- comparison, but you can only get that on a really good crisp 35 yeah. print that hasn't yeah, been yeah, played yeah. that much. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And we get a few of those that are just like, wow, that's that's an old film and it looks that good. Yeah, that's always a nice surprise. Like when we do, I think like Die Hard, the 70 mil was really good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially so early really nice. days, like when we first got it in, it was just like, holy yeah, shit. Yeah, before we ran it into the yeah. ground. <laughs> yeah. Run it every year, to, yeah. like five times a day. Maybe that was what the guy was uh, complaining about. He yeah, came yeah, to yeah. on the Die Hard print. Like we've been showing it for like, you know. But even still, years. don't say it in front of a projection. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I don't know what we've accomplished here today. I'm looking at the clock and we have to wrap up because wrap up. you guys have to start your shift. But, uh, but I could do you know, need a cigarette well, fast. If yeah, anything, yeah. we've dispelled the rumors. We aren't scratching the prints. <laughs> so And we show film. Yeah, Am I showing show film today? Because that's probably going to happen yeah, now. <laughs> it's like I've gouged out whatever it is. <laughs> oh, I thought it'd be a nice way to wrap up, like, because we have been taught, we've done like a little projectionist theme season mm. leading up yeah. to this episode, films set around projection booth. And we have a projectionist. What are you, some of your favorite films? Oh, uh, what with projection in it? No, no, no. Just, just it can, it can be. Actually, that. there is. There's. There's two films that I kind of really adore. One is Belleville Rendezvous. I love that film, the animated one. And it's the beginning bit. And I had a home cinema system at the time that it came out on uh, DVD, and it did back sound. And oh. at the start, you hear the projector click on and start. Tick, 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 tick. Oh, <laughs> they put it on really the screen. Sweet. And as soon as I heard that, I got chills. I was like, oh. <laughs> that but um, my favorite film is, I think it's called The Smallest Show on Earth. It's a black and white film. This couple inherit uh, a cinema. They turn up in this town and they think it's the big cinema. And then they get told, no, it's the shitty one called The Bijou. <laughs> <laughs> and it's got Margaret Rutherford. It's got, um, oh, I can't remember his name. Very famous black and white actor, um, comedy actor, um, who's the projectionist, who's a drunk 
Um, of course. And there's one scene in it where, because the, the cinema backs onto a train station <laughs> and the, they're running a cowboy and Indian film and the cowboys are, sorry, the Indians are chasing a train that stops in the middle of the picture and then there's an announcement from the station going, the train on platform four <laughs> is the 1022 crew. <laughs> and I just love that yeah. moment. And then when it's Great, pulling yeah. away, everything's shaking, the projection is holding onto the projector. It's an amazing so, film. Peter, it's Peter Sellers, right? That's the one, yeah. 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 Oh, he's amazing. Brilliant. Yeah. That sounds great. We should film. show it. I'm going to put it on the board. Totally. Oh, brilliant. Write it on the board. It's just a really sweet, and there's a bit of the, at the end where the, they're getting quite dreamy about projection. Uh, Margaret Rutherford is doing the silent piano at the front of the screen. The projectionist is playing a really nice sentimental thing on the screen, and they're all just looking lovingly at the screen. And I'm, that's kind of what this place feels like to me, you know, that, you know, we all have that heart, but, you know, sometimes it is bloody frustrating and pisses us all yeah. off, but we love being here. Yeah, yeah that's sort of like the sentiment of this podcast, you know, nowadays. I think it's just like, you know, we've grown so, like, far, you know, like, within this place and you just like, you've, you're just like, oh, man, this place is like... It can be frustrating. Drives you up the wall sometimes, but then you just start thinking, like... Yeah, but that time like Brendan Fraser showed up, that was yeah, that was cool, right? Epic. That was pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> <That's an awesome laughs> you, know, you know, and then you have like great days and yeah. the great people that you're with mm -hmm. you know, that, make, all that makes yeah. it like, you know, all worthwhile. Um, well, that was a beautiful way to end it, Dan. Uh, what we always ask people in person oh, to shit, get the chance. So one final question and we'll let you go. Sweet, salted, mixed. 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 That's susceptible. <laughs> it's a bit both. Isn't it? We would <laughs> throw you off that fucking <laughs> But to be fair, popcorn kind of gets stuck in the mouth, so yeah. I don't take it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Your mother, you come around and you get coffee. Okay, coffee is important. Coffee. Yeah. That's all we need in our life coffee. Now I'm about to go get some more, so I'll see you guys when I see you guys. Um, yeah, well, Dan, do you have any like thing you want to shout out or anything? I don't know. We let people. No, you don't I'm really good. plug anything. <laughs> yeah, you're all I've good. Got to crack come, on. come see some films show yeah, see films. the magic yeah we, we show films yeah i think don't no. approach me when i'm outside smoking that yeah. just weirds I, me out yeah and don't, don't, say <laughs> don't make any disparaging remarks yeah. in front of me yeah be nice to dan yeah. you know. and thank you for having me on yeah thanks for thank coming for we'll have on. you again soon sometime i don't know when but it'll be great because it was yeah. fun coming in here and chatting shit about this place and about films and yeah, all sorts of stuff yeah it's weird it's fun being back um but next time listeners when you hear from phil and i we're getting into something a little bit serious. We're getting into some crime because Phil and I, you know, we've had enough. We've had our fill of being at the cinema and it's time for us to break the law.